The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I am Adam Weiner, alongside Thomas Carinante. And today's episode, back from a one-week hiatus thanks to the Monday off, will be centered around the most important topic in the Yankees-verse. The fact that you can see players' dicks and balls through their new Fanatics pants. Oh no, actually, also we're going to be talking about Blake Snell, who signed with the Yankees last night per Marty Mush, but also didn't sign with the Yankees at all. Is there a chance he signs with the New York Yankees? Do we have to be on Snell watch? Is it any more realistic now than it was a couple weeks ago when we said, hey, by the way, the rotation is still full and they have to pay 110% penalty on one year of Blake Snell and would he accept a short-term deal anyway? And it's time to calm the frenzy down a little bit, but we have to address it like it's a real thing instead of just moving past it because apparently people won't stop asking about it and the rumors are flying. And some people are still sticking their flags in the ground saying that their sources are right. They know more than Brian Hoke and Snell will be signing with the Yankees over the next few days and is just sorting out the details. So while we don't have those details and we don't have those sources, we will talk about what we know. Plus, it's getting real. A lot of Yankees are back at camp. A lot of them have new looks. Giancarlo Stanton's new body. Juan Soto is here taking hacks, taking Yankees' top prospects deep. Anthony Volpe's swing pass has changed. Carlos Rodon looks great and is starting one of these first couple spring games. Optimism reigns supreme right now before the games actually begin, but at least it's no longer just optimism on paper. We are actually seeing these people do these things, and almost all of it has been very nice to see so far, except for Marcus Stroman wearing the worst shirt he possibly could have to report to camp. We'll talk about that as well because it's fun. Thanks for joining us live on YouTube, Mondays, Thursdays, 2 o'clock Eastern time. Today is a Thursday. It is just past 2. That is why we are live. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Spring training baseball starts today. The Dodgers and Padres are playing at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That means Yankees baseball is right around the corner. And that means it's time for Thomas Carinante to join me with a special offer for Yankee fans, Yankee bettors, and anybody interested in DraftKings. 
Anybody interested, come on down. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Pleasure to be here. Happy spring. Training is upon us. Pretty exciting stuff. Um, but more importantly, if you have yet to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, make sure you get your first bet on them. This is akin to uh, the risk-free bet for anybody familiarized with all these offers that have been coming through the sportsbook. Um, new customers will get what's now called a second chance bet up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code, YanksGoYard, the name of us. Punch it in. That means if your first bet loses, you will get your first full wager returned as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Um, signing up with the code YanksGoYard not only covers that first bet, um, but it also gets you access to daily rewards and other profit boosts. Be on the lookout. They plop them in your notifications and your little rewards folder. It's a good time in DraftKings. Uh, now that we have March Madness coming up, conference tournaments are what, in a week and a half or something? Um, uh, baseball, spring training, I wouldn't bet on that, but opening day is in a month. NBA, everything else you could think of, time to get betting. Um, so if you are looking to join DraftKings, download the app, register with that promo code Yard, which also helps us out, Adam and Thomas and the Yard website. So please do so um, and make sure you get that first bet covered. Um, this offer is only available to new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly. Cannot stress that enough. Check the episode descriptions for full terms of the offer to see if you qualify Oh man, it's it's nice to see people. It's nice to see people at spring training. Um, yeah, what are we gonna bet on this year? Uh, well, off Chase Hampton. As well, that's already happened. So you'd be able to cash that bet. As <laughs> as crazy as it sounds to talk about Blake Snell first, because we obviously have to. Uh, where if if for anybody wondering where Blake Snell was last night and the night before while talking, you know, through these Yankees rumors and sitting on Instagram and messaging people about Aaron Judge being the big fella. He was just hanging out at Dave and Buster's. He was chilling at Dave and Buster's, playing games, and responding to Yankee fans on Instagram. Although the message, of course, with Snell responding five for 135 to a fan was fake. That was Photoshop. That did not happen. But he did message someone about Judge. He watched a bunch of stories where people Photoshopped him into a Yankees uniform. We've speculated in the past, but does he want to come here? Uh, and obviously that was ramped up a little bit this week when Aaron Judge said he hopes, you know, I really, I think there might be some more stuff coming. I really hope that there is. Um, we got our minds, our minds went to Snell, but then we, you know, reined ourselves in and we were like, eh, it's probably talking about looking at Bieber and Edward Herrera and some under the radar option. And then the Snell stuff was crazy. Wednesday night and some of it is pure trolling like you I'm sure you saw some Yankee Twitter tweets that were all about Blake Snell and then after a couple hours the people responsible walked him back and they were like this was a lesson in sourcing or whatever and I'm glad everybody <laughs> had their fun but the buzz has been growing louder talking Jake tweeted last night saying that he does think the Yankees will get Snell and he's hearing things and people were wondering whether that was just a guess or a real you know bit of informed reporting it was a little bit of both those john boy guys have sources you can pretend yeah. they don't but he has heard whispers uh and it, it was it was a whisper related educated guess right it's a guy hearing things it's saying i'm starting to believe that the Yankees are gonna get blake snell it's not the Yankees are about to sign blake snell it's uh whispers are getting a little interesting these last couple days then marty mush from barstool goes out and says my sources say he is signing they're finalizing a contract and Everybody remembers when a guy from the Pat McAfee show broke that the Yankees had signed Yamamoto like two hours before he went to the Dodgers. So nobody buys definitive word 
if you buy definitive word on Snell, like if Brian Hoke and Andy Martino are saying nothing has changed and it's still going to be prohibitively expensive and it doesn't really make sense for the Yankees to make that kind of move for Montgomery, then you got to believe if you're believing a, a barstool podcast host saying my sources are better than Hoke and Hoke can't report it till it's done and I can, then best of luck. Good for you. If that's what, if that's how you want to spend your day yeah. consuming buzz like that. Uh, but he is standing by that source reporting, even as Hoke, and Hope gave everybody a little nugget, too, because he goes, nothing has changed with the Yankees and Snell. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for what? Why did you write that? Just to keep everybody intrigued? To, to get eyeballs on this tweet? Or, or are we actually saying nothing has changed, but something could change? Uh, so we got to address this stuff, because it's in my heart of hearts, last night, as all this stuff was circulating, and random troll accounts, somebody had... Snell to the another troll account I've never heard of had Snell to the Yankees last night. And somebody was like, this guy doesn't miss. This guy's actually pretty legit. And I scrolled down one tweet and that guy had Liam Hendricks to the Cubs. Liam Hendricks is on the Red Sox. Wow. Weirdo. Like this guy doesn't miss. He just missed. He missed. <laughs> His last tweet was a miss. So I, I forgive me for not buying into the swirling hat that Blake Snell was going to sign last night. But the longer this goes, the larger possibility of the Yankees revisiting this offer. And we were, to be fair, talking about this long before last night. We were talking about this Monday, Tuesday, as people continue to speculate about, well, do the Yankees still have an offer on the table? And to me, the most interesting thing anyone has said so far is that John Heyman said that the rumored offer that he keeps hearing is not, in fact, 150 for five years, which Brian Cashman said that's not the offer either at some when he talked to Talking Yanks. Uh Heyman said the offer he's hearing is three years, 105 million. And that's noteworthy because it means that Hal Steinbrenner is willing to pay that crazy ass penalty because that would be 30 plus million a year for three years. And it would be taxed at hundred percent. He'd be paying 65 to 70 million this season just to sign Blake Snell. So if that's the rumor, if that's the offer on the table, that's a big swing by the New York Yankees. And that matters more to me than Marty Mush. Marty Mush, man. Um, look, I get I get everybody's desire to maybe latch on to the the unconventional reporting. Um, we all want it. We all want to yeah. see stuff go down. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, if you have that desire, uh, you got to do your own research. You got to look at somebody else's track record with getting this information. Um, at this point, we've been following the Yankees for a very long time. Yankees content creators, Yankees insiders. Um, even just Yankees writers. Um, and at this point, I think the farthest you can go is the John boy guys. Um, they aren't technically reporters, but they know a lot of people. They have a lot of, um, links to the Yankees organization with what they do on talking Yanks and talking baseball. Um, so they hear things and, um, I think they're smart enough, uh, to know when they feel compelled that a bit of information is moving along rather, um, uh, quickly or uh, truthfully that they're going to, they're going to let that out. Barstool, I don't think has ever reported anything uh, once before ever. So um, don't quote me on that, but again, go look and see who's out there and, and see what they've been, uh, that they've been doing. That's, that's a blog. It's a giant Sometimes website. That's PFT's, a blog. PFT's dog will report stuff. Oh yeah. Well, PFT's that's, yeah. I mean, down. we trust dogs reporting over, yeah. you know, frat boys. Um, but yeah, Barstool's a blog. 
Talking Yanks, uh, John Boy Media is uh, um, also, you know, they're both media companies. I'd say that um, John Boy Media has more legitimate ties to organizations that would give them correct information more than they not. Had Brian Cashman on the podcast a week ago. Yeah. Like very so, clearly they're talking to people in the organization. Yeah. And this is not shit talking on anybody. It's just the reality of what it is. Barstool is not a reporting entity. Um, and again, we're not saying John Boy Media is either. We just know um, the, the, the John Boy Media has Aaron Boone on the podcast once a week. They were on Yes Network all during the hot stove last season when they debuted. David Cohn has a podcast with John Boy Media. Um, so, you know, all those things line up. Again, just do your research. Don't get sucked into things. Don't get in Yankees Twitter arguments. It's annoying and it's not fun. Um, but, yeah, we all want Blake Snell to happen, I think. Um, at least I do. I don't care what the money is. Um, I think it's an FU move. You tell the rest of the league that you're coming out and you're going to try to kick everybody's ass. Um, it's a nice move for Hal Steinbrenner. To, um, I think that will – look. Hal Steinbrenner is Hal Steinbrenner. Uh, you know, whether you respect him or not is is uh, a story for another time. But for everybody who's had issues with him, such a move like this would quiet the criticism, would have more fans that are a little bit less you know, educated or informed respect him because they know that he's willing to go the extra mile and not really give a shit about an extra $30, $40, 50000000 million or whatever it is um, to make the Yankees that much better. Um, so, And you know that – Obviously, there is a little bit of a tie to Aaron Judge here. Him and Snell are friends. We know that from past interactions on social media. Um, we know that with reports from this offseason suggesting that Judge has lobbied to the front office to sign Snell. Uh, we just learned that Judge came out and said himself that he lobbied the front office for the last few years to trade for Alex Verdugo. So if you don't think Aaron Judge has an influence and a say here, um, there's clearly there's clearly a link between um, his insight and the Yankees wanting to keep him happy. So I think there's a lot of validity here, but we're not going to jump the gun. And I think if Brian Hoke is telling you not to jump the gun, I think if Andy Martino is telling you to not jump the gun, two guys who very much have their sources and information, you know, uh, the, their sources are very much reliable. They don't, they rarely ever jump the gun. I know Martino, what did Martino catch shit for um, earlier in the off season or was it last year? And then he showed a track record of like, everything that he kind of reported and was right about in the early going. And it was like, it, it was pretty crazy how accurate he's been over the years. Um, but either way, and you know, Hoke, we all know Hoke to be very um, uh, guarded and calculated with the information that he releases. He's not, he's not going out there, you know, just having the, the, the tweet typos to make sure he's the first to shit. He makes sure that he has all the information and then he's relaying it through an article um, or he's relaying it when the news is at the finish line before anybody else has it. So well, Martino um, was getting smacked around earlier in the offseason because he was reporting that the Mets had an outside shot at Yamamoto. And all the Mets fans were like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, Uncle Steve's going to make the highest bid. What are you talking oh, yeah. about? You, you said we were the favorites. I'm sure he never said that. And then it, what does it turn out? Yamamoto wants to go to the Dodgers all along, is barely even considering these other teams, even though he yep. met with the Yankees and Mets twice. And the Phillies had the highest offer on the table. So Steve Cohen's going to have the highest bid. No, wrong, lie. The Mets have an outside shot. Yeah, the Mets had an outside shot, but the Dodgers were the favorites. Lie. Martino's right. So he reports stuff the Mets fans don't want to hear, but he reports stuff accurately. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, trust the guys. Roberto is asking, is it true they don't get taxed until the end of the season? Um, yes, that is true. Um, 
So if there is a uh, world come crashing down situation at the trade deadline, they could theoretically shed a bunch of money. But remember, they're already going to be on the hook for about 60% of the salaries by the time the trade deadline comes around. So, yeah. And the amount of money they would have to shed if they sign someone like Snell would be a lot. Like, I don't know if it would be enough. You'd have to get rid of Soto. You'd have to get rid of Verdugo. You'd have to get rid of... um, yeah, but then even these other guys in the contract years, like it's not enough. Like Glaber is not enough. Eh, Glaber could be enough, actually. Uh, Clay Holmes will be enough. These expensive dudes at the deadline, yeah. you're probably gonna have to eat some money anyway. So theoretically, yeah. you don't get taxed till the end of the year. But we're talking about a pretty impossible situation. It's I wish it were that easy, but yeah. it's not. Gonna happen. But it is true. The tax doesn't come until the end of the year. It's the final number where the payroll ends up on the last day of the season. That's that's what your tax on. Um, so yeah, good information for everybody to know. Nonetheless, Blake Snell, I think would be cool. I don't know what, I feel like people are divided on this. Like they don't want to spend the money for him, or they're worried about the injuries or they're worried about the lack of consistency. Like we talked about this a couple episodes ago. There's no denying the two Cy Youngs. I think we know that there's also no denying, um, his track record of being dinged up. You know, a couple of these other seasons, it's like, uh, I think he averages what? It was like 20 starts a season. I'll pull it up right now. But either way, um, if you're signing somebody like Blake Snell, I think the positive here is that um, even if you're getting 18 to 20 starts, yeah, so what he had 31 in his first Cy Young year in 2018, then 23, then 11 in the short in 2020, so he was fully healthy, then 27 in 2021, then 24 in 2022. So, like, that's not that's not like completely lacking durability. Yeah. He's in the what 107 to 130 inning range there, which isn't the best um, in terms of length, but I think 15 of those starts are really good. And at this point, the Yankees need, that's going to be the difference between the Yankees um, pulling away from the rest of the American league um, and the difference in a short playoff series. If this team has to, get by a pesky wild card club who is you know could be the orioles very good offensive team could be the rangers very good offensive team could be the astros if they get bumped into the wild card and this is assuming the yankees win the al east because at this point they kind of fucking have to this is not a wild card team in my opinion but it is what it is nonetheless you're paying the money for snell you're getting the high leverage outings you need um you're getting ace potential on the mound you're getting somebody who can absorb a potential blow if carlos rodon doesn't return to where he needs to be or if nestor cortez's shoulder doesn't hold up or if clark schmidt um can't handle the uh you know the innings load on his on his arm because uh, we know that's going to be a lot um or if marcus stroman another dinged up pitcher fairly frequently um has to miss a decent amount of time so there's a lot of positives here. And again, the Yankees one unique advantage you would think over the rest of the league is being able to spend this money um, and kind of say, fuck it. Um, but nonetheless, I think Snell's a good fit in general. I think he can handle the spotlight. Um, I think he'd be great with the media. Um, I like his attitude. Um, I like his dedication. So I'm a huge Snell fan. I'm also a lefty. I sympathize with lefties. Um, so I might be biased here, but yeah, I uh, I'm I'm in support of this. I'm not jumping the gun though. I'm not I'm not getting fooled by the nonsensical. You know, tre- Snell's trending on Twitter. What is it? Oh, a couple of boneheads saying that this deal's happening. This deal's at the one yard line. Um, yeah. It's not. 
Um, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how much it's going to be, but stay optimistic, stay on top of it. Maybe we'll get what we want. Somebody reminded me, speaking of one yard line, of one of the greatest uh, resurgent bandwagon tweets, the one that was like, oh, this piece of information I just got. Don't let me be right, folks. Do not let me be right, or whatever. And then, of course, he was wrong and deleted his account. Um, but that's what, you get for calling, right. that's what you get for calling Yankee pessimists cancer. That was not a nice thing to say. Um, and it was, in fact, wildly disrespectful to people who mean. had family members battle cancer. That's all I'll say. Um, I'll probably say it another hundred times. That guy was a huge asshole. Anyway, uh, here's the thing with Blake Snell. Because I do think it's funny. I think people are, people have the wrong takeaway from the Yankees trying to pursue Snell in the wake of the Rodon. Let's call it a disaster last year. It's not a permanent disaster, but last year was a disaster. And a lot of people are saying, oh my God, the Yankees chasing a Rodon failure with a big similar Snell contract is the most Yankees thing ever. Ha ha, that's so funny. I can't believe they're doubling down. And I get that, right? Yeah. It, it is definitely something that would worry me. However, if the Yankees are doing it, if the Yankees are serious about it, and the Yankees are willing to pay this tax, and they're going to front load this on a short-term deal, which, by the way, does evade some of those criticisms, but a three-year deal is different than a six- or seven-year deal for Blake Snell. Anyway, if the Yankees are willing to eat that money, that shows that they are willing to be, like you said, the house time runner, balls-to-the-wall, old-school Yankees, and their response to, aren't you just following a failure with another potentially volatile contract, is, we don't care. We don't care. If we cared, we wouldn't do it. We understand the risk here, but we don't care. So we're going to follow a failure with another potentially volatile deal. And guess what? If neither of them work, we're going to do it again because we need to field a good team. That's what it says to me. Like I I have put forth in the past that following the Rodon deal with a big money Blake Snell deal wouldn't make sense for that reason because it would be adding more risk to a rotation that has to rely on Rodon right now. I think I said this like two episodes ago. That's why I would not pay Blake Snell six or seven years at 200 million because they would be chasing a mistake with a mistake, a potential mistake, a long-term deal for somebody who has two Cy Young seasons and not a lot in between and not a lot of durability. That's why I would not pay him for seven years, but a doesn't seem like they have to doesn't seem like they have to. No one is touting a really long-term deal for Blake Snell and B just because I wouldn't do it. Doesn't mean the Yankees wouldn't do it or consider it. And the fact that they're considering it says they know all the repercussions. That's what made me laugh last night too. When everybody was like five for 135 on Snell, you can kiss Juan Soto goodbye long-term. Like the Yankees didn't fucking think of that. Like the Yankees (laughs) were really getting to the finish line being like, well, Mr. Snell, we're excited. Oh my God, wait, stop the press. We forgot about Juan Soto. We forgot about Juan Soto. Juan Soto's not signed. There was somebody in next year's market we wanted to sign, and now we can't sign him because we signed Blake Snell. Blake, please don't sign it. Don't sign it. We wanted Juan Soto. Please don't sign it, man. Like, are you? Come on, guys. Just, just have a have a logical brain. Have a little logic in your brain. Think, think about what you're saying before you say it. The yeah. Yankees are not. If the Yankees are making a financial statement like this, they're not getting in their own way. They're not going to get to next season and be like, oh my god, we totally forgot. We blocked ourselves. Like Juan Soto is too important. They might use a Soto and Snell deal as justification for not extending Glaber Torres. And sure. they've used the Stanton contract in the past as an excuse for not pursuing people. But they have never, they did not let the Stanton contract stand in the way of Aaron Judge's extension. Right? 
Nope. We know that them signing big money deals will prevent them. They'll use it as an excuse when it comes time to play in free agency again. But when it comes time to take care of their own homegrown players who need extensions or one-year rentals who they've determined to be extremely important parts of the future, it has never gotten in the way of that. Just, why? Because they let Gary Sanchez and Gio Urshela and Luis Severino go elsewhere? No. Yeah. Aaron Judge was the one that we were worried about. They committed this big money to Stanton. It's going to finally kick him in the ass when it comes time to pay Judge. And what do they do? Hal Brenner made the call, and they paid Judge. And a deal that now looks like a bargain at this yeah. point. $360 million for Aaron Judge. Juan Soto is going to get $520 million. They, If they are making an offer like this to Blake Snell, they know that they have enough money to pay both Snell and Soto. And if they don't get Snell, more money for Soto. Fantastic. Now, right. Snell and Soto might prevent them from trying to sign Corbin Burns next year. Should it? Yeah. No. Will it? Yes. They will use those two important deals they had to take care of now to prevent them from exploring Burns and Willie Adamas, et cetera. They will rely on the farm system. But if they commit to Snell now, I can guarantee you they are not ruling out Soto or forgetting about Soto. That's one of the most tired narratives ever. Yeah. I'm also wondering, are the same people who are, who are I guess, claiming that Snell, you know, Snell is chasing a Rodon mistake or Snell is preventing them from signing Soto, are these the same people that wanted Yamamoto? Because Yamamoto would have been, you know, triple to double to triple the cost of Snell with, you know, at the price that we're talking about right now. Um, and a $300 million commitment would definitely more so keep the Yankees out of a potential Juan Soto um, extension than a 150 if if, the, if that's the ceiling here. So, yeah, if I, I just, yeah, I, I hope that people are not, I hope the same people who are arguing this are, were not on the Yamamoto train because then that would have been, that would have been a lot worse. And you want to talk about a risk. I think Yamamoto is going to be filthy. I, I wish the Yankees had him, but there is risk there. Sign a guy who's never pitched in Major League Baseball, sign a guy who pitches once every week in Japan. And that is not what happens in MLB. Um, and also um, sign a guy who um, I just forgot my last reason. So, damn it. Um, either way, I had a good one, and I'll remember it. But um, yeah, there there's a lot. There was a lot of fact. Oh, to pay him again, it wasn't going to hold the Yankees back. But to pay him more than Garrett Cole, mm -hmm. uh, I think the Yankees stepping back and saying like, "What is happening here?" is a correct reaction to have because. The guy's never pitched in Major League Baseball before, um, and there are question marks about his transition and his ability to adapt to a completely new uh, regimen here. And then you're talking about the guy who just won the Cy Young Award, who's pretty much a perennial Cy Young contender every year. You sit there and you wonder, how did the market balloon this high? What is happening? W what are we getting ourselves into? Is this a problem? I don't know. Do I feel good about it? I'm not sure. Does that mean I should invest all this money? Probably not. I don't know. Either way, it didn't work out for them. He always wanted to go to the Dodgers. Also, as evidence for anybody complaining about this still, as evidence, the Phillies offered the most money and Yamamoto still said no. We don't know how much it was, but we know it was the most money out of any of the offers. Mets and Dodgers have the two highest offers of $325 million. So money was obviously a factor here to an extent, but once the Dodgers reached that certain number, he was always going to choose the Dodgers, as he said in his opening press conference. So we'll lay that to rest, too. Um, 
How about uh, the Dodgers giving Yamamoto a standing ovation after his first spring training bullpen on the field? Uh, Was that – oh, yeah, they they went and gave him a standing O and and clapped. Was that uh, more or less embarrassing than the Mets celebrating a World Series dogpile on the field in spring training? Which is more embarrassing? (laughs) And if the – which one of those, if the Yankees had done, would have gotten them more shit while the Dodgers just completely skated? Definitely the dog pile. I think Yamamoto, I think that's nice for Yamamoto. He's Could new you imagine here. if Juan, Juan Soto takes Chase Hampton deep and the whole yeah. team stops practice and gives him a standing ovation? People would be destroying the oh, 100%. Percent. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think that maybe it's a little different because Yamamoto is is in America for the first time and he's uh, they wanted to feel a little bit welcome. But I think yeah. even if the Yankees were to have done that, people would have been like, oh, these fucking losers. <laughs> I mean, telegraph, we, I think they're going to telegraph a World Series year. Not happening. But look, Yamamoto's done. We're moving on. Hopefully it's Snell. If not, again, I think the roster is still good enough. Again, enough flexibility to do stuff at the trade deadline. So don't get caught up too much in this and, and don't talk yourself blue in the face. All right. That's all I ask. It's for us to do. Are we frozen? Did we freeze? Adam may have frozen. All right. Let's talk about, mm, what do we got here? We got Juan Soto. Adam's back. On to good news. On to good news. Let's talk about happy stuff. Juan Soto's first BP home run. Man, that was nice. Judge did a home run too today, and they were all dapping each other up. I love homers. Feels good. Yeah. Um, Chase Hampton, that was a big, that was a big moment for him, right? Oh, yeah. Gets to face, gets to face Juan Soto, uh, on the field, uh, Yankee spring training complex, Tampa, huge, uh, and Soto just blisters one off him. And the sound off Juan Soto's bat is unbelievable, right? Like for those of us who weren't ready for it, maybe that was a pretty big wake up call to exactly what Juan Soto brings to the New York Yankees and brings to this team Uh blistering shot line drive, completely different dimension in this roster. Uh, and I want to also pinpoint, not only did Soto go yard, uh, congratulations, BP home run doesn't mean anything. doesn't actually matter, but is a moment that we'll remember. Uh, also Aaron judge goes deep today, turns to the side of the cage, daps up Soto daps up Verdugo just another reminder of a how well these pieces are fitting together already and b the people who were here that weren't here last year and have never been here before it's a completely different core at this point in time so we'll talk about you know we'll talk about newsstand we'll talk about Volpe's adjustments we'll talk about all that good stuff but a reminder around the cage of everybody who's here now who wasn't here last year for everybody who said oh they didn't make any changes stop saying that they made changes. They're impactful changes too. Have you heard Soto talk to the media? Did any of you catch that? Anybody in the chat? Did you watch that? Um, that is the most revealing a Yankees player has been. Yeah, chemistry looks good, Roberto. I agree. Um, I think everybody's excited. I think Verdugo's excited to be in a different setting. Um, I think Soto is, you heard what Soto said when they were like, Hey, you know, how do you think, uh, it's going to be with you and judge, uh, hitting back to back. And he was like, I think it's going to be two walks or two gappers. Um, and the way that he delivered it was obviously it was exuding confidence and it was cocky, but it didn't come off as like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? It came off like, 
oh yeah, shit, like that's probably going to happen. And other pitchers are going to be afraid because this is going to be a really tough lineup to get through. Um, we've talked ad nauseum about how, what did the Yankees need last year? They needed a competent lefty bat to kind of change the complexion of the entire lineup. They needed an average hitter in the seven through nine hole to get them to turn the order over. And they didn't have either of those things. Now they have both of those things and both of them happen to be left-handed bats, which I think is a huge plus. Um, and then you factor in a number of these, other these other, uh, storylines Volpe changing his swing path um a lot of people are bullish on his season Giancarlo Stanton slimming down possibly going to give him some more runway in the outfield uh, changing his stance as well um we'll talk about that in a second but you know Juan Soto yeah hitting home run in spring training doesn't mean anything it's it's spring training he's hitting it off a prospect like whatever He's hit absolute rockets, which is nice. He seems comfortable, which is nice. He's spoken to the media and has had no issues, which is great. Um, so I think that all around, this is the move the Yankees needed to make. And that's a dumb thing to say because any team needed to make this move. Any team needed Juan Soto. Any team out there needed one of the best hitters in the league on their team for the 2024 season. But for the specific deficiencies the Yankees were dealing with as one of the you know marquee franchises as a team that's in the media constantly as the team that you know has an unforgiving fan base and even in the national spotlight has unforgiving coverage uh someone like Juan Soto who I think is universally liked alongside Aaron Judge who's universally liked um is really going to change the complexion of everything and the way he talks to the media the way he responds to certain questions um, he seems fairly, you know, unflappable based on, you know, the, and, and he gets brutally honest. You saw last year during his time with the Padres, he called the team out for giving up during a series against the Mariners. Like that's, that's what the Yankees need. The Yankees need somebody to step, step in and be like this last week of baseball has been putrid. Don't know what's going on. Going to have a talk in that locker room, but just so you guys know, because you're all writing about it. Uh, we feel the same way, and we didn't really, we haven't really gotten that. Most of the time, it's Aaron Boone defending everybody and saying everybody's working. No shit, everybody's working hard. Everybody's working hard. It's a grind every single day. You're working. You're in the weight room to, twice a day. You're 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 playing 162 games. You're traveling nonstop. You're at the ballpark early, taking hacks, throwing bullpen sessions, whatever it is. We know everybody's working hard, but what else is going on? You know, there's other. Just because you work hard doesn't mean the results come. There needs to be chemistry. There needs to be alignment. There needs to be understanding of philosophy. There needs to be you know, scouting reports disseminated properly. There needs to be not the front office trying to go over the coaching staff's head, which we heard about too. So like there's a million other things that go on. And I feel like Juan Soto is going to be part of the equation that helps maybe this Yankees team be a little bit more accountable when they go into tough stretches or, and, or be that guy who's, you know, kind of going to tell opponents, it's it's time it's time buddy you're about to get your ass kicked and you're gonna know it and you're gonna know it before it even happens so that's what i like about this and i, I like that he's fit in very nicely so far if you hadn't figured out before spring training that juan soto wanted to be here uh you probably should have figured that out this week like this week's action probably should have given you that little nudge in the direction of oh by the way Juan Soto clearly wants to be in New York. We will see if they retain him beyond this year, but so far, so seamless. Uh, and so much of the discourse has been, 
you know, Juan Soto is an upgrade, but not enough of the discourse has been Juan Soto is a top five player in baseball, future Hall of Famer who's now on the New York Yankees. But biggest upgrade you can get. Biggest upgrade you can get. Mookie Betts was not available this offseason. Juan Soto is the biggest upgrade you can get. Shohei Otani didn't want to be here, and he doesn't play the outfield anyway. Juan Soto is the biggest upgrade you can get. It's a huge difference maker. Huge. Billy McKinney to Juan Soto. Come on. Uh, well, let's talk about Stan a little bit because I know everybody still wants to trade Stanton. And I, I would if I could. What if I could? Don't need to stick around and watch how the swing changes play out. If you no. said you if you said you could either have a full season with slimmed down Stanton in the new swing, or you could trade him, no questions asked right now, I would trade him. But yes. not, not gonna happen. And so we've got slimmed down Stanton, and it's uh, it's on us to figure out what exactly this means. Uh he looks like a completely different person. The swing that he claims he has changed, I can't tell the difference yet. And that will be more telling than the body type. But the body type is an acknowledgement that the bodybuilding he's done in years past, however he prepared his body, might have been the way to do it at 27, 28, not the way to do it at 33, 34. The second half of 2022, the entirety of 2023, was broken down for the majority of that year and a half. The skills were not there. Everybody knows that the flails at breaking balls and the other batter's box were the price we paid for his ability to tattoo fastballs in the zone. He lost that ability in 2023, leaving it to be just getting beat by fastballs and flailing on breakers in the dirt. Uh, An ugly combination, not a winning one. I don't know what the new swing entails. I've heard it's got something to do with how he holds his hands. I've heard it has something to do with, you know, positioning rather than plate coverage. What we'll see, but the acknowledgement that he had to change his routine and change his diet and change his preparation is massive. Hopefully it's not too little too late because Better or worse, the Yankees are stuck with him. Uh, again, I would like to upgrade that spot. Uh, once you have Jason Dominguez back, it'd be great if Judge could play right and Soto could DH and, and Stanton could be elsewhere. That would be that'd be what I want. That, that'd be what I want. But Stanton did nothing but play well when he was on the field for this team in 18, 19, 20, 21. Four really good years from Giancarlo Stanton, their clutchest playoff hitter in 2020. Oh, took it took aim at the green monster at Fenway Park. If that game had been played at home, he might have had three homers in the wild card game in 2021. Tattooed the Red Sox in that final Fenway series in 2021 to get the Yankees into the wild card game. I'm indebted to Stanton. I would still rather cut bait now than see new body Stanton, but at least he tried something. No one can say he is not trying, which is something that everyone was ready to say before they saw. Everybody wants to say that. Everybody always wants to say he's not even crazy. doing anything. He can't hit, and he can't run, and he's not even doing anything. He's just jacked. Well, he did something. He did something huge. <laughs> he looks like a different guy. So you can't say that. Now we have to sit and wait and see how it actually plays out. He's just jacked, imagine. Um, he just wants to look hot, this guy. All he does. Uh, no, I mean, look, I uh, I like Giancarlo Stanton as, like, a guy. Uh, I think um, he's very understanding of – everything that's happened between his injuries, between uh, his lack of availability, uh, between what's been expected of him and how he hasn't delivered all the other issues that he's gone through. Um, I think it's also notable that he understands that just because he's good with the media, that doesn't give him a pass for everything that's happened. And I would agree with that too. The reality is, is that this is a tough situation again for the hundredth time. I blame Brian Cashman. Brian Cashman is the one to blame for this deal 
Um, and it's not because of how it turned out, right? Um, it's because all of the warning, if he had acquired Giancarlo Stanton, just much of the same, if he had acquired Mookie Betts and Mookie Betts just happened to start getting injured all the time, you can't blame a GM for that. There is no way you could blame a GM for that unless you're deranged. And then at that point, that's fine. That's when the sports uh, discourse gets toxic and there's really no coming back from it. But for Stanton, the warning signs were there. He had injury. He had he had a, a laundry list of injuries during his time with the Marlins. Um, it was very evident that he was trending more towards a DH than anything else. Um there was concerns with his knees, like dating back to his MLB debut, like the, the health of his knees. Um, he was one of the he was one of those players before Aaron Judge, where it was like, can a guy of this stature actually like be durable? I don't know. It doesn't seem like it. And his time at the Marlins was marred with injury for the most part. He had great years there, and you know, he'll be remembered as a Marlin forever, but he was not on the field for a good amount of that time. Not only that, trading for him is one thing trading for him when he had the largest contract in the history of North American sports and knowing all these risk factors, that is Brian Cashman's fault. Whatever happens after that is not Giancarlo Stanton's fault. And Giancarlo Stanton has had to deal with much of the criticism because he is the player on the field. Who's being asked to delivered. Um, and look, I know everybody's criticized Brian Cashman um, pretty much as much as they possibly could have, but it's a lot worse for someone like Stanton, who's on the field, who hears the booze, who who can feel the energy. Cashman eating crab legs in, in the front office box suite, he doesn't give a shit. I mean, obviously, I guess it gets to him when he's punching in, you know, yanksgoyard.com when he's on his lunch break and he's seeing this stuff and then he's yelling at people at the GM meetings. Like, I guess that that gets to him every once in a while. But, um, you know, and it finally I it got to a point this year where people were bringing fire Cashman signs uh, to the ballpark. But yeah, feeling the fan energy like palpable when you're at the plate, knowing like you're at the plate, you're like, fuck, if I don't do something right now, like I'm getting eviscerated. I know what's happening. I feel it's about to happen. And that was a, that's a reality for Giancarlo Stanton. So look, whatever he's doing, I hope it works. Slim down, different stance. I don't know. To me, it shouldn't take this much work to me. Does my opinion matter? Not really. I get injured uh, bending over to pick something off the ground. So um, I'd be on the IL pretty frequently too. Again, Brian Cashman's fault. The fact that there has to be body transformations, um, all this, you know, speculation with the media, batting stance changes, uh, coming to terms with yourself and, and acquiescing with all the criticism. That's not your Carl Stanton's fault. That's Brian Cashman's fault. But like you so like you've seen everybody, John Carl Stanton's doing the necessary work to get himself back on track. He's mentally, to me, I mean, based on what he said. Ha, ha, is in the right spot, has the right mentality to respond to this fan base and get back on track. He's had very good seasons with this team. He was good. He was, he was excellent his first year here in 2018. He's been good in the playoffs. He's been great against the Red Sox. He had a good 2021. He had an all-star level 2022 uh, before getting injured after the first half. So the potential for him to succeed is there. It's just a matter of his body holding up and it remains to be seen. I hope it works out for him. But you're right. I would rather just be done with this now instead of have to go through another year of it's it's going through another year of the unknown with somebody who is supposed to be a bona fide star. And that's where it gets to everybody's head, because it's like, why? Like a batting stance change should be for Anthony Volpe, who's learning the ropes in MLB. That shouldn't be for 
a, what, a 10-year MLB veteran in Giancarlo Stanton? That, that is, what, his second or third batting stance change? So I get the frustration. Nonetheless, he is with us. He is part of this team. He's probably going to be the DH. He's probably going to play 40 games in the outfield if he stays healthy. And that's the reality of it. And there better not be any fucking booze on opening day like there was last year. So cut the shit. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's it. The original Juan Soto. He was the NL MVP when he came yes. here. So there's a reason that we were so hyped about this. And he has, absolutely, he has not lived up to that billing. Uh, yeah. If he's, he's going to have a new look, can I have his old look? Can I be jacked? Can I have the little cool hole in my eyebrow? I, I think I could rock the hole in my eyebrow. <laughs> the the little, like, the buzz? Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I, I'll take that. If you're going to revamp your entire persona, I'll take that. That would that. look crazy on me. My eyebrows Do really not crazy. boo. Do not do not boo on opening day. And and also, you know, addendum, addendum to the do not boo on opening day corollary. Do not get mad at us for telling you not to boo on opening day. Don't be a baby. Don't yeah. buy opening day tickets to boo. And don't make me apologize for saying you shouldn't do that. You're being a piece of shit. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to, don't tell me how to react. I've had enough. You sound like a Red Sox fan. I'm boy, I'm boy. I literally would sacrifice anything for a World Series. But now that I've won four after I broke the curse, I'm boycotting. Because the offseason <laughs> wasn't expensive enough. We only signed Lucas Giolito and traded Chris Sale for a promising top 100 prospect. Fail. Mm. Fail. <laughs> I'm boycotting. Not a not a recent enough underdog ALCS run. It was two full years ago. Boycott. Fail. <laughs> you sound like um, a Red Sox fan. I gotta boo Aaron Hicks for showing up on opening day. I gotta boo Giancarlo Stanton for existing. Give me a break. I gotta be one of six people in the stands with a fire cashman banner. Because I gotta always make this about me. <laughs> and then you tweeting at me being like, I can't believe the podcaster told me what to do. I didn't tell you what to do. I just told you what you could do that would make you a big loser. That's all. <laughs> you could do whatever you want. It just makes you a huge loser if you boo on opening day. Yeah, it it does. It's um sets sets the vibes off totally incorrectly. Um, you know, that's not an impression Juan Soto wants. That's no. not what he's gonna want to hear. No, and you know that's not it's it's not what anybody you think Judge wants to hear that. Judge is the captain of this team. Stanton's a good friend of his. You know the relationship goes back. Do you think that that's going to be acceptable? Um, and look, we're not saying anybody's going to boo on opening day, but we just had a situation where somebody was booed on opening day. We don't like Aaron Hicks. We are very resentful of Aaron Hicks leaving the Yankees and immediately becoming a fucking all star. Um, definitely resentful of Aaron Hicks. Probably gonna probably gonna perform at the Angels. Um, but showing up doesn't warrant booze uh not not presenting the effort um or performing poorly over you know the course of time definitely warrants booze or him coming out after the third game of the season saying i don't understand what my role is i hate it here yeah sure okay but um not day one not day one when we're trying to get on track so please save it if april gets off to a slow start 
we know that's kind of par for the course for the Yankees. So let's let things materialize. Um, yeah, let's 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 try to be a little bit patient because we have some impressions to make on guys here. Um, there's also going to be um, probably moves at the trade deadline. We don't want any prospective trade uh, candidates who have partial or full no trade clauses denying trades here because they don't want to deal with the fan base or they don't want to deal with the media or whatever it is. And like, yeah, part of that's on us. Don't rip players constantly. But like, yeah, I'll, uh, Josh Donaldson deserves to be ripped. Aaron Hicks deserves to be ripped. Yeah. John Carlos Stanton, depending on what's happening, Brian Cashman, depending on what's happening. Sure. But like tone it down. Let's start the season off on a good note. Let's have fun during spring training. And that's that. That said, however, yeah. Why are we going to spring training wearing this shirt, Marcus? Marcus, we'll I, have you on the yeah. pod anytime. Um, we came up with one more thing to boo before the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> We're letting you boo Mar this, folks. Don't boo Marcus Stroman on opening day, but definitely boo him showing up to camp in a 2004 Yankees opening day shirt. It was uh, a cool shirt. It was a cool shirt. Extremely cool shirt. Can it Can it say 2003? Can it say 2002? Because Marcus <laughs> Stroman, a childhood Yankee fan uh rocking yeah. a shirt from his childhood presumably that he either bought at a vintage store or owned as a kid uh representing the most reprehensible blight in the history of the new york yankees franchise the 2004 season a roster most would like to forget or most should forget come on give me a break uh the 2004 season started off better than it ended for sure but Oh, come on. It's just a shirt. Why are you going to rip Stroman for poor optics on that shirt? He was just remembering his childhood. I know. But in 2022, down 3-0, this is the modern incarnation of the Yankees that called David Ortiz and asked him to give the team a pep talk because the 2004 Red Sox famously came down from 3-0 down against the Yankees and ruined all of our lives and made us grow up a few years earlier than we wanted to. I was 14. I didn't want to think about death. Well, sadly, you got to grow up now. <laughs> Uh, and they played highlights of the 2004 Red Sox comeback in the locker room. And Derek Jeter and Jorge Posada were like, don't do that. That's a joke. That was the worst moment of our lives. We'll never get over that. Please do not play that for your current team. Play literally anything else, maybe the exact opposite. So for Stroman to show up in a 2004 shirt, he said and done all the right things so far. That Instagram thing where he was like, don't talk to me. I'm focusing on being a Yankee. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, very really good stuff. Good. Don't wear a 2004 shirt. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, look, I like um, I've come around on this. And um, the reason I have is because of the strides that were made. I, I thought the relationship was untenable. It was four years of that, that either a the back and forth or b the resentment bubbling underneath the surface between Stroman and the Yankees. Um, and uh, we had preached bad vibes constantly. Uh, Josh Donaldson, bad vibes acquisition. Um, Alex Verdugo at the time seemed like a little bit of a bad vibes acquisition. I think the jury's still out there. It's a former Red Sox. I don't like the feel there. Um, but again, judge, uh, judge GM came in and, and made the call. So I'll, I'll, I'll let it pass for now. Um, what other bad vibes acquisitions have there been? I feel like there's just been a ton and I'm forgetting them either way. We know, um, how one move can really tip the scales in terms of chemistry, um, uh, or, the, the manner in which the front office communicates certain things to players or lets rumors leak out and, and affect the player's uh, mindset or whatever. We saw that with the Glaber Torres trade rumors. Um, so I thought that this was irreparable um, and I didn't want to risk another bad vibes acquisition 
Yeah, trading Montgomery, bad vibes. Thank you, Fernando. Yep. Terrible, terrible vibes. Traded a clubhouse guy that everybody liked for an outfielder who was hurt. And I understand Harrison Bader got us through the ALDS, but guess what? He shouldn't have been the reason we got through the ALDS. We should have beat the shit out of the Guardians without him. Um, so nonetheless, um, I like the way this has turned around. Stroman's response on social media to all this. Um, and he's usually a loose cannon on social media. Um, that, that's uh, To me, that's not a problem at all. It is who he is. And you know you're acquiring that. And like he's going to say what he wants to say. He's going to wear his, his emotions on his sleeve. And that's great. Um, but usually he can be a little bit inflammatory based on how the fans respond to him. Um, he's been totally positivity, uh, totally full of positivity since the acquisition. He had that locked in, uh, Instagram story, like you said about, you know, getting ready to win a world championship. He had nothing but good things to say about Cashman when he was put on the spot and another, holy shit, another acquisition that doesn't fumble over his words. It's incredible. Um, he had, uh, he had very nice things to say about Brian Cashman. Do we, uh, totally agree with them? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I. Would, would Brian Cashman be the man if I met him? Um, I don't know. I don't. He was never fun on talking. He was fun on talking Yanks. I, I shit on that interview before I he watched was it. On he was Yanks. fun. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He 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 definitely showed more of a um, a human side to him because most of the time, again, with this Yankees organization, it's very robotic. Um, it's very unnatural, inorganic in all the responses. Um, so Stroman's start as a Yankee to me was the really the best it could have been, and you know that's the case too because. Nobody's really talked shit on this signing since the day it happened. The day it happened, everyone was, and the days leading up to it happened, they're like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to root against this guy. This is bullshit. The Yankees are doing this, whatever. And then yeah. 48 hours passed, and everyone was like, oh, this actually could be pretty good. No, it's cheap. Okay, yeah. great. Oh, it's a good deal. Um, he sounds motivated. Apparently, him and Brian Cashman worked it out. Aaron Judge welcomed him to the team. Um, everyone seems excited about uh, him joining the rotation. So this is great. Um, so yeah, uh, worth touching on the 2004 shirt because God damn it. But, um, look, there's going to be, uh, there's going to be blips on the radar here and there. I guess if this is the one to go, hopefully it'll just, it'll, it'll dissipate as, as time goes on over these next few days, as we forget with each Aaron judge and Juan Soto home run and Giancarlo Santon gap or double, which everybody got excited about. Sure. More power. And Austin you. Wells working with Garrett Cole and Jason yeah. is working out already. And Yorbit Vivas in a picture today. And I was like, Oh, I'm excited about that guy too. And Anthony Volpe changing his swing path. Spencer Jones being seven feet tall and all the videos of people showing up at camp. Like, man, I am getting more excited yeah. by the day. I understand that everybody's optimistic this time of year, and co-hosting Baseball Insiders has exposed me to so many other fan bases and the way that they operate. And like Pirates fans right now think they're winning the division. And like Mitch Keller is a huge you know, boost before the season starts. And, and just everybody's optimistic this time of year. But all the Yankees showing up en masse is definitely reminding me like, holy shit, there's like a layer of top prospect pedigree. And this is a stacked roster if, if everybody peaks and and if you add Blake Snell to the mix, then yeah, you are actually a certified contender. But if you don't, there might be a lot of good stuff here anyway. Or Nestor Cortez striking out Juan Soto three times. Pretty cool. Uh, this just uh, right now, the most important thing for spring training is big ass middle finger to like Sal Licata and people being like, don't even enjoy. How do you even enjoy Juan Soto? If it could just be one year, how do I enjoy Juan Soto? You can't enjoy anything. Yeah, You don't enjoy anything if you don't enjoy Juan Soto. This is a year of my life. I'm not simming to the end of the year. When I'm a year older, I'm going to enjoy this year. They're either going to win the World Series or they're not, but they gave themselves a fighting chance 
by trading for Juan Soto. I'd rather trade for one year Juan Soto and think about extending him at the at the end of the season than not trade for Juan Soto and have Michael King in a glaring hole in the outfield. So I'm going to be excited to watch Juan Soto. I'm sorry. I'm going to be excited for Marcus Stroman as soon as he takes his shirt off. And for the love of God, can MLB change these pants? Can they change these pants? <laughs> I, I am said, actually seeing. I am actually seeing testicles floating Casey down my feet today. Balls. Casey Schmidt's genuine balls were on display during Giants photo day. Can we can we get this fixed before opening Ooh. day, please? It's oh. more egregious. It's more egregious than the lettering. It's more egregious than the fabric. Honestly, I am seeing testicles. I haven't even looked at the fabric, the lettering, or whatever. Like everyone's outraged about it. I don't. I just. I don't have time. I'm, I'm mad about enough things. I don't need to get mad about a jersey. But at this point, I'm laughing because you what? The, you see Otani's jock strap in one of them. <laughs> now we're seeing yeah. full-blown dick and balls. Sliding shorts, and you're seeing dong out. Oh and that's what we're, it's February. It's a month before uh, the season, and this is what we're dealing with. They're going to play – they're playing games in, in 10 minutes. The, the Dodgers and Padres are playing a game in 10 minutes. They're, mm-hmm. they're wearing the pants. Uh, it's insane. And the well, pitchers, man, pitchers are going to be in bad shape. You know, you're what you're going to see. You're going to see entire buttholes when they're when they're in the winding up. Spencer Strider, like Robbie Ray. <laughs> Have you seen these guys wearing like already wearing like donk enhancing pants? Yeah. Uh, Hal shit. Steinbrenner is about to chat with reporters. Not sure why. Uh, that's interesting. Does he want to talk about Blake Snell? Maybe. What do we think? What do we think here? Uh, will Blake Snell be a Yankee by the time you see us on Monday? Uh, that'd be interesting. Uh, will you guys, uh, you guys want to drop by on Thursday at two o'clock Eastern, actually two 30 Eastern, uh, we'll be here two 30 Eastern on Thursday instead of two o'clock is we have WFAN Skeet McPherson mm. on, on the stream Thursday. Uh, get your questions ready. We got oh, a very yeah. special guest, obviously friend of the show. Uh, Keith moved his schedule around so we can do a full hour with us. That's how, you know, it's going to be fun and a good time. So two 30 We'll see you there on Thursday, but Monday, normal time, two o'clock, just us guys vibing, hanging out. Uh, Maybe roster honestly, projection that day. We could do a roster projection. That could be fun. I, I could, uh, again, hopefully we have an impact move. Hopefully Aaron Judge's wink, wink, nudge, nudge comes to fruition. But if it doesn't, we'll still be here. We'll be talking about what we do have. I am Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter or X at Adam Weinrib. Thomas Carinante, where can the people find you? I'm at Tommy's underscore takes, folks. We are both at the official Yanks Go Yard Twitter account at Yanks Go Yard FS. Stands for fan-sided. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, head on over to YanksGoYard.com. Um, plenty of content there for you. Adam's churning out a lot, especially. Um, I'm getting there. I'm starting to I'm starting to figure out what I, you know, I want to write about. I'm tired. Adam's tired, so I'm gonna pick up the slack soon. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of stuff there. Thank you guys for reading. Um, we we know we know you're hanging out. Um Tell your friends, tell your uncle, tell your family. I don't know. Um, thanks for tuning into the podcast. We appreciate it very much. Your comments help drive the show. So come on in, get your friends in the chat. Let's have some more fun. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy some spring training action. And we'll talk to you again on Monday, 2 p.m. Eastern live right here. Yep. And I just actually breaking news. I heard that House Timer is about to talk live uh, and talk to reporters about how Marty Mush betrayed his confidence and leaked the Blake Snell news. So that should be interesting. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of that press conference. For Thomas Carinante, I am Adam Weinerb. We will see you all next week, Monday, 2 o'clock, right here. Thanks for joining. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.